When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Live from the place show yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City. Sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Tuesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, the number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike and Stuart Kovacs rocking and rolling with me all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Former Philadelphia Eagle Hugh Douglas is going to stop by an hour 20 from now. We start the show with maybe the biggest disgrace in football right now, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles need to fire Nick Sirianni. You start a season 10-1. and one, and you finish down the stretch one and six, and your players quit on you, and there's turmoil and problems and chaos in the locker room, you don't recover from that. I don't care that he's been the coach for three years, and they've been to the playoffs three times, and he coached in a Super Bowl last year. It does not matter. When you waste a season like that, and your players quit on the season, and you get rolled over in a playoff game 32 to nine up against an average at best. Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, you simply do not recover from that. And the biggest problem with Nick Sirianni is he's a player's coach, but he's a player's coach that's a doormat. I don't care what Hassan Reddick, I don't care what A.J. Brown say about him and give him a vote of confidence. The players simply don't fear Nick Sirianni. The offensive coordinator was a disgrace. The players can't tackle on the defensive side of the ball. That was a pathetic performance last night. And there's many environments where you could keep your job and you get to the playoffs three times in three years and you could have a team quit on you and you'll get a fourth year. And you could kind of fade into being irrelevant. But not in Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia fans get a bad reputation. But the reason why Philadelphia fans are so tough and so tough on their teams is because they expect a certain standard. And when you don't reach that standard, you're going to hear it. And it's one thing to be bad, but it's another thing to quit. And those players quit. Those players quit, whether it's because they don't like each other in the locker room, they don't like the offensive coordinator, they don't like whatever defensive coordinator they put out there the last two months. I don't care what the reasons are. When you have a team that has that much talent, and you have a team that started 10-1, 
and there were signs they weren't as good as last year, to finish the season with only one lousy win down the stretch is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't care if A.J. Brown didn't play in the game last night. You have Dallas Goddard. You got Devontae Smith. You got DeAndre Swift. You got Jalen Hurts. What the heck has happened to him? You have one of the preeminent offensive lines in football. You got some talent on defense, but what the heck happened to that talent? James Bradbury's now trash all of a sudden? Like, that's a joke. An absolute joke. All we heard about was this defensive line. Man, that defense, uh, they couldn't tackle at all. You know, I don't say this lightly. I don't pretend to be a football player, but I think we could put Stu in the backfield last night, and he could have broke two or three tackles. How do you not tackle? It's simple, fundamental football. And you know what? I know because of the CBA now, you aren't allowed to be as physical as you've been in years past. But Dan Campbell puts the pads on more than, you know, more than most teams do. And look at his team. His team's playing for a spot in the NFC title game. But this Eagles team, lethargic, putrid, pathetic. And how you'll remember them, the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles, quitters. They're quitters. That's what they are. And when the players quit and the locker room quits and they just lie flat on the ground and allow the Buccaneers bus to drag them up and down the field, the coach can't be back. He can't. I don't give a rat's ass that this coach has exceeded expectations. Everyone thought he was a bozo when he was hired. Everyone was like, who the heck is this? I don't care that he's made the playoffs three times in three years. I don't care that he was coaching in the Super Bowl last year. It does not matter. You don't get to continue because of what you did in the past. It's how we project you will do in the future. And there is no way, even with all the talent that they have in Philly, it's a big, fat 0% chance that Nick Sirianni will win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. You just don't recover from this performance that your team put on the field, not only last night, but in the final seven games of the season. One and six down the stretch. What a joke. What an embarrassing performance. And this team just simply has no heart. How do you not have any heart? How do you not have any pride in what you do? You know, it's a shame. That's Jason Kelsey's last game last night. He's one of the hardest workers in the NFL. He's one of the more enjoyable people to watch and root for in the NFL. He's one of the leaders of your team, and no one else, everyone knew before the game that was it for Kelsey, that he was playing in his final games, and maybe you get him to next week, but you don't even go down without a fight. How do you look yourself in the mirror? That's a grotesque performance. It was a comedy show last night. But no one should be surprised by it. Because you've seen signs for weeks now with this Eagles team. Whether it's A.J. Brown sulking on the sidelines. Hassan Reddick yelling at the coaching staff. Devontae Smith yelling at the coaching staff. A.J. Brown, I get it. But for Devontae Smith and Hassan Reddick, that's out of character for those guys. Those guys knew that this team wasn't going to reach where they were supposed to go. Desai, Patricia, it doesn't matter who's calling plays on defense. That defense sucks. It's terrible. 
and on offense. What the heck is this offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, doing? How many times am I going to watch this game and you're going to throw a screen pass when you shouldn't? And then you get to third and two and you air it out? You go for 40 yards down the field? Whether that's uh, Jalen Hurts improvising on his own or it's it's a bad play calling, I don't care. You can't have that happen. You just can't have that happen. And don't tell me this team doesn't have enough talent. This was a team, there's not a lot of major changes outside of the coordinators, which is a big one. No more Jonathan Gannon, which every Eagles fan hated last year. Heck, maybe they needed Jonathan Gannon. No more Shane Steichen, who's now coaching the Colts. I get it. They lost both coordinators. But when you lose both coordinators and you still start the season 10-1, and you can't be a team that finishes the year with only 11 wins. You can't be bowing out in the first round. You know, I don't even say the Eagles qualify for the postseason this year. I don't even think this team did qualify for the postseason this year. They made the playoffs, right? You know, Zach, you're going to say, oh, they played in the game last night, but did they? That team, you know, I bet you if you go look at the vacation calendars, about 90% of the team already had their tee times booked for next week or their resorts already booked and their plane and their airfare and their travel already booked. Because everyone in that locker room, if they have a brain, they would know that that team had no shot in the game. And that's a problem because they got talent on that team. They have too much talent on that team. Lazy quitters. That's what the Eagles are. Lazy quitters. What a joke. And I, you know, the only thing I disagree with was the dopey Eagle fan last night that threw a bucket of popcorn at Nick Sirianni. You can't be doing that. I will never condone that. But about 99.9% of the other things that Eagles fans will give this team today, it's well-deserved. Because you lose in a Super Bowl last year, when you're up by 10 points and you can't finish the job, it was all about getting back to the playoffs this year and finding a way to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. And you had the team that could have done it. But the moment a little adversity hits you in the face, you bow down and you tap out. Disgusting. That's disgusting. And I watched the game last night with about six Eagles fans, six or seven Eagles fans. And before the game, every single one of them said, well, we're going to the funeral tonight. Right? We're in sports hospice. We know the body's about to go. We know the the team's about to die. And that team showed zero fight. Mystifying how a team last year that was so likable, a team last year that was so great, a team last year, it didn't matter what the score or situation was. You believed in them. In a 10-1 and start, it was, oh, they're not playing that well, but come on, guys. They're 10-1 and off a Super Bowl loss. Then they got punched in the mouth by the 49ers. They showed no heart the next week up against the Cowboys. And then you lost to Drew Locke. Drew Locke went 92 yards down the field and punched you right in the mouth. And he ended your season. I, I got on the air that next day. I said the Eagles are cooked. The Eagles are done. Because you could go through a stretch where you lose back-to-back games. But when you lose back-to-back-to-back games and you just get eviscerated by the uh, 49ers and the Cowboys and then you can't even beat Drew Locke 
you ain't going anywhere. And you know what? The Eagles actually did us a favor quitting because I would be sick to my stomach, and I'm not even an Eagles fan, but I would be sick to my stomach having to watch that team another week. When you quit, when you tap out, and you go down without a fight. What a joke. What a joke. And I lived in Philly for eight years. I understand the city. Those fans deserved better. And that team could be one of the biggest jokes in Philadelphia sports history. You know, my great uncle Ben, diehard Philadelphia sports fan. Still to this day, he's 92, 93 years old. He will rant about the fold in 64 with the 1964 Phillies. He said this team more embarrassing than the 1964 Phillies. Think about that for a second. Think about that. And you know what? Jalen Hurts, you got to change. I thought Jalen Hurts was the definition of a leader. I thought Jalen Hurts was the heartbeat of that team. And I was I was believing big time with Jalen Hurts last year. This year, it's one thing when you're banged up and you're playing through pain. I respect that. Knee injury, middle finger injury. Like, I respect that. But you're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to have the answers. And how many times did you see him the last few weeks just sulking on the sideline with teammates yelling at him and Jalen Hurts had no answer for it? Sirianni's got to go. He has to go. And Jeffrey Lurie, you are the owner of the team. You need to do what's in the best interest of your team. I don't care when you and Howie Roseman, you look at Sirianni as a puppet and you could control him and you could pull the strings with Nick Sirianni. There is no coming back from this. There is no justification to have that man as your head coach next year. What does he do well? Seriously, his coordinators suck, his players don't play hard for him, and they look at him like he's a doormat, and they walked all over him. And he was never able to regroup this team. There are moments in sports where even when you look like you're a good coach, and even when you have the wins, when there are certain ways a season plays out, or a certain game that you simply, you just don't recover from it. And you already paid the quarterback. So the quarterback's not going anywhere. You got to get rid of the coach. There are too many good coaching candidates out there for you to continue with this guy. Belichick, Carroll, Harbaugh, Vrabel would all be instant upgrades over Nick Sirianni. Let me play you a little Nick Sirianni. This is the head coach of the Eagles on the pathetic, embarrassing collapse that the Eagles had this season. We'll all have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and accept that and, uh, you know, just find, find answers, find solutions. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you start 10-1, and one, um, you know, and then you, and then you get into what, what happened for us, obviously that, the expectations were high. Hmm. No crap the expectations were high. You were 10-1 and one for crying out loud, and your team won one game down the stretch? Yeah, you'll look yourself in the mirror. Jeffrey Lurie knows a damn clue how to run a football team. He fire your ass today. And then you go reflect in the offseason and figure out what your next job is. Here is Jalen Hurts on the rumors that Nick Sirianni might get fired. I didn't know he was going anywhere. Well, I, like, question about whether I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. 
Where's the confidence level in him then to, to fix this team? I have everybody. I have a ton of confidence in, um, in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football. And that's been something that we have not done, you know. Yeah, it doesn't really sound all that convincing. Because we just know, and we could just speculate what some of the problems are. It's already come out a little bit. The entire thing will come out this offseason. And we will find out what really happened in that locker room. It's players fighting with players. Players fighting with coaches. When you are a coach and a CEO of a franchise, whether we, it's fair or not to hold you responsible, you get paid a lot of money to do that job, you have to prevent the ship from sinking. You have to find a way through some tough times to be able to find some smooth water to sail on. And Nick Sirianni couldn't do that. And he deserves now to really, he shouldn't even got back on the flight last night. You, you should have went uh, Lane Kiffin on him and just left him right at the airport, right on the tarmac. It is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Should the Eagles fire Nick Sirianni? That's the poll question today at Zach Gelb at CBS Sports Radio. Right now, overwhelming majority, 79.5% say yes, 20.5% say no. I would love to hear today from the people that say no, because I don't understand how you could justify keeping Nick Sirianni after his team quit on him and quit on each other. Coming on back. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details congratulations to the buccaneers as wild card weekend does wrap up last night as the eagles didn't even need to get off the plane didn't even need to get off the bus because they just quit in one of the more pathetic performances and pathetic ends to a season that I've ever seen. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now, I want to congratulate the Bucks because Todd Bowles had a terrible tenure in New York. Baker Mayfield had to bounce around after getting dumped in Cleveland. Uh, he goes to Carolina. Didn't work out. The staff gets fired a few games into the season. He goes to L.A. with the Rams. Had a little bit of success in the uh, last, what, two or three games of the season when Sean McVay just said, let it rip. And then this offseason, he winds up in Tampa Bay, uh, you know, following after and trying to replace Tom Brady. And everyone just looked at the Buccaneers. We're like, okay, the Panthers are going to stink. 
Uh, the Saints, they're expected to win the division, but I didn't think they would win the division. I was hot on Atlanta just as long as they allowed Desmond Ritter to be a game manager. Arthur Smith tried to make him like a franchise quarterback and forgot about guys like Algier and, and B. John Robinson really being the bread and butter to that team. And Tampa Bay, they got up to a good start. Then they had a down uh, stretch of the season and, and a down period of the season, but then they got hot at the right time. And they knew even, uh, you know, that second to last game of the season that it didn't really matter because you had the Panthers in your back pocket the last week of the season that they were going to win the NFC South. And their defense is good. You still have guys like Antoine Winfield Jr., Levante David, who's been there forever, uh, Devin White as well, even though he had like a, a, a two-week stretch where there were some problems, and right, he got benched and he was inactive. Vita Vea still this unmovable force in the middle of that defense. Like, there are solid players. Yaya Diaby, the rookie, there are really solid players on the defensive side. And then offensively, I know he had a big drop last night, but Mike Evans is a stud. Chris Godwin is a stud. And Baker Mayfield gained the trust of that locker room going back to the summer with just the way that he conducted himself. And no one's going to sit here today and say that Baker Mayfield's great. No one's going to sit here today and say Todd Bowles is great. But all you had to be was above average and you'd win the NFC South. But just winning the NFC South would have been a good accomplishment for the Bucs and they did that. Especially first year without Tom Brady. And not only did they do that, now they're going to play in the divisional round weekend up against Detroit. And it's funny how quickly I've already uh, moved on to divisional weekend. I've already placed one wager. I saw that the Lions were laying six points. I didn't care what the number was. As much as I respect what Tampa Bay has done this year, I laid the number last night right when that line came out at six points in favor of Detroit. Because either one of those teams that would have won last night, the pathetic quitting Philadelphia Eagles or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who've had a surprisingly good season I don't think either of those teams, even with how good Tampa Bay's defense can be, is going to be able to keep up with the offense and the way that it's clicking on all cylinders inside that building, home field advantage that Detroit has right now. So I'll tell you one pick already, and I'll leave the other three in mystery by the time uh, we get to a football Friday a few days from now and we give you the picks with Horvat. I've already laid the number with the Lions uh, minus six points next week as they will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the big takeaway from last night is just what a joke, what a disgrace, and what an embarrassing performance that was from the Philadelphia Eagles. And you'll learn this about me. Two things that really set me off. It's when people don't hold themselves accountable and take ownership of their shortcomings. And then also when you're playing a game that so many people love and you just spit in the faces of the fans pretty much and you just quit on a season. And that's the thing. Like, as bad as it got for the Eagles, it should have never got to this point. They were 10-1. and one. They had a 10-1 and one head start, even with some adversity. And to finish that lousy season, 1-6 down the stretch, there's no justification for it. And I know there's multiple people to blame. When you have a problem like that, it's not just one person. But in this business, 9 times out of 10, the coach has to be held accountable. And that's why I'm on the fire Sirianni train. I just don't think he recovers from this. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's start things off. Chris in California, first up on CBS Sports Radio. Chris, what's shaking? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I won't, I won't take, your, t- take too much of your time. Howie Roseman messed this uh, team up back in 2022. After, after the Carson Wentz thing, I can could, I could tell you this much, Carson Wentz was a done deal. But 2022, Howie Roseman messed that draft up. Not once, but twice he passed up on this player. Pittsburgh is taking full advantage of him, benching him, whatever. Jeffrey Lurie, go get Kenny Pickett. 
Go get him. Chris, are you like, are you okay today? You hang up because, you know, all right, I've done this enough. Chris is one of those guys that I bet you he's called not only this show, but about six or seven other shows, and he's going to make the case for Kenny Pickett. I don't care if you hate Jalen Hurts. Kenny Pickett will never accomplish anything close to what Jalen Hurts did last year. Kenny Pickett, when he got hurt, got replaced by Mason Rudolph, and surprise, surprise, the Steelers started to have some offensive success. Like, Chris, also, if you're going to do a hit and run, like, we're not forcing you to leave. Like, let's let's sit around and let's play around a little bit, and we'll just make you then want to hang up because you'll have no response when we actually argue that. Kenny Pickett. Jeez. Like, Jalen Hurts, even though he had a horrible year this year, and he looked lost, and his leadership was called under, under question this year, and deservedly so. Jalen Hurts played MVP ball last year. Jalen Hurts got the Eagles to a Super Bowl. And this year, there was a stretch where Jalen Hurts did garner some MVP conversation. But if that is your brainiac take today, go get Kenny Pickett. And that's your big prank phone call. Like, come up with a better name, please. All righty? Just come up with a better name. And I bet you Chris has small hands just like Kenny Pickett. That's why he probably couldn't hold on to the phone too long, and the phone fell right out of his hand, and that's why he got disconnected. Anyway, let's get to Bill Belichick who I think the Eagles should be seriously interested in. And I think the Eagles should also seriously be interested in Pete Carroll. I think they should seriously be interested in Jim Harbaugh. And they should seriously be interested in Mike Vrabel. But Bill Belichick, ever since uh, getting fired from the New England Patriots, and that's the way that I'm just going to say it. You know, I I hate the society now where when someone uh, gets let go of, you know, from their job or they move on from their job, we all have to say, oh, they're amicably parting ways. I can guarantee you this. There was nothing amicable between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick at the at the end of that tenure. Bill Belichick didn't want to get fired. Robert Kraft wanted significant changes from Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick is stubborn, and he wasn't willing to listen. And don't give me this bull crap when they were at the podium saying their goodbyes that Robert Kraft had to say, oh, Bill is sick. That's why I'm not going to kiss him. Uh, come on. I don't care if Bill was perfectly healthy. He was not puckering up and going smoochy smoochy with Robert Kraft on the cheek. If that was Brady, different story. Brady may even kiss you on the lips. But Bill Belichick, he's not kissing Robert Kraft. So Belichick leaves New England, gets fired from New England. You know, I wonder how hot of a commodity he is going to be. Because with Belichick, we know you're getting the greatest coach of all time. But then... When you get to the other side of it, does Bill still want to be the GM? And in Atlanta, with the place he interviewed yesterday, Terry Fontenot did not get relieved of his duties. It was only the head coach, deservedly so, in Arthur Smith. So I think there needs to be some understanding from Bill that in Atlanta, you'd be coaching the team. But I also don't think it was really the Falcons interviewing Belichick. It was probably more so Belichick interviewing the Falcons Because Arthur Blank, according to all reports, will do whatever it takes in his power to go land Bill Belichick. And I don't think Belichick going to the Falcons would be this bad reaction. And I don't think it would be a bad destination. Now, I don't think you're winning a Super Bowl in Atlanta. I don't. But you could win that NFC South next year because you know Bill will have a good defense. Heck, 
They don't have a lot of talent in New England this year. They lost their two best defensive players, Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez. And Christian Barrymore is probably their best defensive player. He was at least healthy. And that defense was pretty damn good week in and week out. So you know Belichick will coach up the defense that improved last year under a first-year defensive coordinator. It's what's going to happen on offense. And the Patriots had nothing on offense this past year. Nothing. But even with the Falcons, who don't have a quarterback right now, because Desmond Ritter's not going to be a successful starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Taylor Ham Heineke's good for about like two or three games, but nothing more than that. You know that you have playmakers on that offensive side of the ball outside the quarterback position. You have Bijan Robinson. You have Tyler Algier. You have Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London, who's a stud. As long as you could get a game manager or an above-average quarterback, I think the Bucks. I mean, uh, the Falcons could win that division with Belichick. You know, would Kirk Cousins want to go there? You know, is that a Russell Wilson destination? Do you maybe trade up in the draft and you get a quarterback or take a quarterback where you currently sit in the draft? I don't know. Um, But when I look at the Falcons, I don't think for Bill, and I know the goal is to win a Super Bowl, but just to kind of restore the way that some people are talking about you, and show that, hey, you could still coach at an elite level and still get a team to the playoffs, I think there's an easy road for uh, for the hoodie to go get the Falcons to the playoffs. Maybe they go trade for Justin Fields if the if the Bears are going to trade Fields. That would, Atlanta would be a hot destination, too. But now you got the Cowboys open. Now you got the Eagles open. Like, those rosters are superior compared to the Atlanta Falcons. And the Eagles... Had a great year. Then their coach lost all order in the locker room. You look at the Cowboys. They've been good for the last three years. But they need someone else to get them over the finish line and make them great. I re- I know that McCarthy hasn't done it yet. You know, hasn't been fired yet. I know Sirianni hasn't been fired yet. Jerry Jones and and also uh, Jeffrey Lurie haven't made a decision. I think they'd be crazy. Crazy not to bring in Bill Belichick for three or, three or four years. But there's a lot of coaches out there, man. There are, you know, all these rumors with Harbaugh. Get to stay at Michigan, go to the Chargers. You got Vrabel, who got Tennessee to a one seed at one point, also got them to an AFC championship game. We know Pete Carroll has won in college, has won in the pros. And then you got Belichick with his six rings as well. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating coaching search. Let me take one more before the break. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Dave in Miami. He wants to talk a little bit about Belichick. Dave, go ahead. I love your show, man. You should call it the Zach Attack. <laughs> nah, we'll just call it the Zach Gelb Show. We'll keep it moving, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your show, man. Appreciate anyway, it. Um, I, I, I want to talk about Belichick and Dynasty and um, Legacy. Um, I think Belichick wants to be known more for his success in New England. And when I talk about um, Legacy, we go back to when Jordan left the Bulls and went to Washington. He's remembered for both, but he's also remembered for the failure. I think Belichick wants to be more like a Sparky Anderson, winning both leagues. And then go out and say, well, he was able to do it somewhere else. Thanks, Mr. Gelb. Have a good show. Yeah, Thanks. Dave, I appreciate it. Well, like, just look at Brady. Brady won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. When we talk about Tom Brady in 20 years, no one, the first three things out of the mouth of when talking about Tom Brady is going to mention the Buccaneers. It's all going to be about his time in New England. Like, no one talks about Michael Jordan's time with the Wizards. It's always about the six championships with the Bulls. And I know Jordan did nothing uh, with the Wizards. For Belichick... I know it's in the moment now, 
that people are trashing him and people are taking their victory laps because he kicked your ass for, for 20 years. 15, 20 years from now, regardless of what happens in the next chapter of Bill Belichick, when people say the first three memories of Bill, it's not going to be about wherever his next destination is. It's always going to be about the six championships in New England. That's the same for Tom Brady. It's the same for Bill Belichick. All righty, we'll take a time out here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Do you think the Eagles should fire Nick Sirianni? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think absolutely. When we take a, uh, a break and come on back from that break, uh, Michigan has a little stipulation from Jim Harbaugh. They try to iron out a new deal. Do you believe it? Do you think Michigan will get Harbaugh back, or is he off to the pros? We'll discuss. Update time first. Here is the act man, Rich Ackerman. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to Jim Harbaugh's future in just a second. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. This week's player is Texans linebacker Christian Harris in Saturday's 45-14 to win over the Browns. Harris had eight tackles, a sack, and a 36-yard pick six. As a team, the Texans forced Cleveland into two turnovers and held them to 0-4 for 4 on fourth down attempts. So congratulations to the Texans. As that's going to be a good game this weekend. You get Lamar Jackson, right? Established, going to win his second MVP. One of the more electrifying players in the sport. Ravens one seed, look like the best team in football. And they're going to welcome in this young Houston team that has no fear, has nothing to lose. And C.J. Stroud has already emerged. I said this yesterday, I'll say it again, as a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like in no order, we know Mahomes is a top five quarterback. We know Joe Burrow went healthy. 
uh, is a top five quarterback. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, that fifth spot, you could debate it right now, going into next season without seeing how this season comes to a close, I would say C.J. Stroud would be the fifth best quarterback entering football next year. But before we get into uh, more of the conversation about how the Eagles should fire Nick Sirianni, Belichick interviews with the Falcons, uh, right yet Harbaugh yesterday, interview with the L.A. Chargers, uh, Kelly Stafford has really become insufferable. And I don't usually like to talk about players' wives or players' significant others. I don't. And I had no reason to dislike Kelly Stafford before this. I actually was a fan of Kelly Stafford, which is kind of like a crazy story when you're saying you're the fan of a player's wife, but I think her podcast is good. We know that, unfortunately, she's had to overcome uh, a lot uh, in life, and you wish her nothing but the best. But you're going into a playoff game in Detroit, and I did think that the Lions fans before the game, I never even thought about Kelly Stafford, but when Matthew Stafford took the field, they would cheer him before the game. And then once the ball is kicked off into the air, he's the enemy. You're trying to win a playoff game for the first time since 1991. And you would uh, you would boo him. Because it's not like you're booing him, but you're booing the opposition, which are the LA Rams. But after the game, like Stafford was asked 3,000 times, are you happy for Lions fans? And he basically just said, you know, I'm, you know I obviously wanted to win, but I'm happy for the guys in the other locker room. Never once gave any credit to the fans or said, you know, I love my time in Detroit here for all those years. And, you know, it's a fan base that deserves so much. And I hope they go all the way this year. And good for Lions fans that sat through a lot of bad years. So, whatever. Like, you could tell Stafford was probably annoyed that he got booed. Um, But it is what it is. And then yesterday, Kelly Stafford is trying to play, like, the victim card here. Where she's like, oh, I'm with my girls. You know, maybe you shouldn't be booing me when I'm with my children. Like, I understand fans can be savages at time, but no one's booing your children. And I don't even get why fans would boo her, but it's a hostile environment. It's a playoff game. You have a fan base that has the longest playoff drought without having a victory. Of course they're going to boo the opposition. And as good as Matthew Stafford was as the quarterback of the Lions, and he's a borderline at best Hall of Famer, you know, at best. I'm not even ready to say that he is a Hall of Famer yet. And this is not like it's Tom Brady coming back to town, all right, with six championships. All right, you, you didn't. Really, I know that Detroit screwed you left and right, but it's not like you really won anything in Detroit. And I know that's more the organization's fault than it is for Matthew Stafford. But come on, Kelly Stafford. Like, we all know you're looking for clicks for your podcast, and you're trying to play a victim card here. I, like, I'm not saying I condone booing the Staffords, Maybe there's more to this story than than we know. Like, maybe we... I thought that divorce was all warm and, and fuzzy, right? All the Lions fans are rooting for Stafford when he got to the Super Bowl. But when you're on the verge of winning your first playoff game since 1991, I can't really fault fans for booing Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford before the game. And to use, like, the whole, oh, but I'm with my daughters, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, so what? You walk on the field. We all saw the video. They boo you. What are you crying about now? You know, for a while, I think uh, Brittany Mahomes got the tag of being like the most insufferable player's wife. I've actually eased up the last two years on Brittany Mahomes. Like when she's yelling into the camera and going nuts, it is a little insufferable. She has a bad screech. But this year with Taylor Swift, and maybe I'm in the minority here, 
and I'm sure people will hate me for this, I actually find Brittany Mahomes this year to be likable. I don't find Jackson Mahomes to be likable. I think he's a creep. But Brittany Mahomes, I thought this past year, has turned into someone that is likable. Or as likable as she could get. But like Kelly Stafford now, she like there was no reason to dislike her before. But now, with the way that she's conducted herself, trying to play this victim card the last 24 to 48 hours, like, come on. Going after Lions fans, like, why are you doing that? Now, this should be a happy moment for Lions fans. They beat your husband. It's unfortunate for you. I get it. You want to win the game. I'll never uh, fault someone for supporting their significant other. But this this is just a stupid fight that the Staffords are are now uh, trying to start with uh, w- with the city of Detroit. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let me take Daniel in Florida. wants to talk a little bit about Belichick. Daniel, go ahead. Hey, how's it going today? Um, actually, I have thoughts on, uh, on Vrabel and Belichick. Um, first of all, Vrabel, I, I do believe that the Eagles would be the ideal destination for him. Clearly, the Eagles locker room completely had no respect for Nick Sirianni down, down the stretch. Didn't hold anybody accountable. They walked all over him and, Vrabel could come in there and really insert some accountability uh, right away. You know, he's a tough, definitely a tough guy, uh, leadership that the Eagles need. May need to trade A.J. Brown again, seeing as how what happened between them and, and Tennessee, but I think he'd be a Yeah, but, but Vrabel game. didn't want A.J. Brown traded. That was on the GM Robinson. Vrabel wanted him to get paid, so I actually think even though A.J. Brown has had some problems this year and it's been a pattern, if there's a coach to fix him, it would be Vrabel. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, that makes sense as well. But And then Belichick, uh, Cowboys makes perfect sense. You know, Jerry Jones obviously wants something quick to happen. And I can see Jerry, I can see uh, Belichick reaching out to Josh McDaniels and saying, hey, you want to make another run at the Super Bowl? I mean, we know that McDaniels was an unmitigated disaster as a head coach. But Twice, as an yeah. OC, very successful. So I can see them turning that around really quickly. Belichick making that defense, you know, the, the doomsday 2.0 and then – Joshua Daniels put in a package to really hit the best out of Dak and the team. I think it'd be a really quick turnaround. I mean, they come Super Bowl contenders pretty much overnight with those two working together again. So that's my thoughts. Appreciate it. Have yeah, appreciate it, Dan. Thanks so much for the call. Real quickly, let's just go around the room. Would you rather see Belichick, if it's just between these two teams, in Dallas or in Philadelphia? Let me start you off with Stu. Stu, would you rather see Belichick in Dallas with Jerry Jones or in Philadelphia? Selfishly, I think Dallas for all the, the drama and storylines it would create. I, I just think that would just be like a match made in heaven, him and Jerry. <laughs> and I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean like a Super Bowl. I just mean like for yeah. all the stories it would give us. No, I no, I, I understand what you what you say. And then someone's going to call and be like, what are you talking about? They'll kill each other in Dallas. But from a coverage standpoint, Belichick gives you nothing. And then Jerry Jones is an open book. It would be fascinating. Also with all the national media as well. Uh, Samter? Where would you rather see Belichick, Dallas or, or Philadelphia? Uh, Stu stole my my thought. Your so, thunder, um, big sports radio. Term. Yeah, so oh, I, I hate Stu. Stole I never want to talk to Stu again. I think Stu deserves to get a nice swift kick in the behind. No, the Eagles are a much better fit for Belichick. I mm-hmm. think that that's his type of team, his type of city, his type of uh, franchise. So I think he's a better fit. Uh, however, God, to see Jerry and Belichick together. With that star in Dallas, America's team, it would be absolute radio, TV, and just sports media gold. It would be absolutely the most incredible coach-team combination that we maybe have ever seen in the history of sports. I actually think he's a better fit in Dallas. And it's not from a selfish media conversation. I just think 
Belichick would have no respect for Howie Roseman, who's one of the best executives in the NFL. And last time Howie Roseman and the Eagles brought in a big-name coach, it got so ugly with Chip Kelly. And we know, like, Chip Kelly made Howie Roseman move his office. That's how ugly it got. And Howie Roseman basically, like, turned into an intern before he got his job back and then ended up winning a Super Bowl. I believe Belichick would have more respect and be willing to listen slightly more to Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones bringing him, basically handed him over everything, or a lot, where in Philly, you would still have Howie Roseman there. And I think the two heads would just be clashing constantly between Bill Belichick and Howie Roseman. Even though you could argue that's the best executive and the best coach in the game, and then you'd be pairing them up together. So I would say Dallas is the better fit in terms of the match for Belichick. But you look at the roster, I'd rather the Eagles roster compared to the Cowboys. That's just me. So uh, Jim Harbaugh is uh, potentially working out an extension with Michigan. We've heard about this for a while with Dan Wetzel. Uh, he says it's a six-year deal, $11.5 million guaranteed per year. That would be the highest in college football. But there's one stipulation in there. Harbaugh wants immunity from termination for any finding for multiple current NCAA investigations. We'll react to that on the other side. Plus, Mike Tomlin storms off the podium last night after his team lost to the Bills when he was asked about his future. Is Mike Tomlin on his way out of the Steel City? Harbaugh, Tomlin, Zach Gelbshow when we return in five minutes. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.